Letting Go of Me to Become Like Him, Chapter 3, Inspirations, People. It was 15 years ago that I believe was the time I was trying to find my way to God. I was always leaving my television on at night to go to sleep with the word and wake up with the word. I wasn't retaining anything. I just needed to hear it. I didn't at that time have an ear to hear or know if they were false preachers or prophets, but I just wanted to hear what they had to say. It's amazing how you will never know who is listening to you just to hear what you have to say about God. Fast forward, it's now been seven years ago, 2014, that I would come home after work every day and watch TD Jakes on TBN at 7 p.m. I didn't have to prepare any meals because my mama would have a plate ready for me when I got off of work when I picked up the kids from her house. So I would go home, take a shower, eat what was on my plate that mama fixed for me, and would turn on the television and just listen. I wasn't listening to a preacher. I was listening to a friend explain to me what God wants me to know in simple terms. To be honest with you, I started asking myself, why was I going to church? And my answer was, I don't know. I knew that I was raised to go. No matter if mama went or not, we were put on the church bus as children to attend Sunday school and church service. I didn't know what the Holy Ghost was other than people jumping around because the Holy Ghost is what they call it. I didn't know what hallelujah meant other than it was just church jargon. I didn't know a lot about the environment that I had been raised in other than I just had to go just because mama said so. However, when I would listen to Bishop T.D. Jakes, I wasn't in awe of him. I didn't like him because he was well known. I didn't look at him as a celebrity even. I just understood him. I understood that what he was saying, I had not heard anybody else say it in that way. I understood that he had something that I needed and was missing from my life. And that was simply to understand who God was. I understood so well that even though I would never pick up my Bible, to read after Sunday morning service or Wednesday night Bible study at my local church, he helped me to understand the text that intimidated me just by looking at it. I didn't turn off the television with questions or doubts about what had been said or spoken. I found myself engulfed with a Bible that I had of my own, but still not sure if when I picked it up, it would come alive for me in the same way that Bishop spoke of it. It was when the summer came and the kids were out of school and spent all of their time at their grandparents' house that I turned the cable off and only watched YouTube videos of T.D. Jakes and then someone introduced me to listen to Cheryl Brady as well. I got a purple notebook and began to write notes of what they would say or how they would explain something word for word. I would stay up in the early morning hours just to listen and glean from their understanding. It was after this that my best friend and I would always say we would go to one of his Woman Thou Art Loose conferences or to a mega fest, but we never did. I learned that God would use these two individuals in my life to water the seeds that my grandmother planted. I learned that as I was a babe in Christ, I never picked up my own Bible because I was totally dependent on someone else feeding me, comforting me, to give me what I needed until I would become able to feed myself. They held my hand while I was still finding out what not to do so that I didn't hurt myself. I was being discipled by strangers. It started by writing in those notebooks to then listening to gospel music. 
I would make sure I was in my car by 6 a.m. to listen to Ricky Smiley's morning show for the 15 minutes of gospel tracks on the radio before the R&B and hip-hop would come on on my way to work. That then led me to listen to gospel for the first half of my day every day at work. I didn't sing along. I wasn't crying tears of emotions because of the words. I was simply listening. That then led me being able to listen and hear the voice of God. My inspirations is to show that you don't get anywhere by yourself. If I had to say where it all started, I would have to say it was my great-grandmother. My mama told me a while ago that she remembers her praying all day long. On her knees is what inspired her to want to be like her. I would like to think that some of her prayers was about me, praying over her generations of children's children to be covered and blessed because she spoke with God every day. Therefore, those prayers may have assisted in certain people coming into my life to continue to water the seeds that she planted before I was born. Real inspiration came from perfect strangers besides my mother and local pastors and T.D. Jakes. It came from an older woman in her 60s who was the first person who told me about myself and said, you need to be soft like Esther in the Bible. You are too hard. At the time, I didn't even know what was so soft about this Esther until she had described her to me. Not of her beauty, but of her character. This woman named Miss Carter demonstrated before me through her very own character what it meant to be soft. She showed me true works of evangelism. I watched her as she would go around taking those in wheelchairs out for a scroll just to catch some sun while family members may have not had the time. I watched her teach Bible study to those in the neighborhood who would show up. I watched her volunteer to tutor young children in the areas that they needed it without receiving any rewards or a thank you. I watched how even with a back injury, she would insist in helping someone who could not walk get off the floor all by herself. I watched how her faith in God was not just about her, but about passing it along. She says to me one day, what I teach to you is for you to then go and teach someone else. I watched how she would freely tell others about Jesus only to be rejected and understand that it wasn't her that they were rejecting, but him. I watched her drive to a laundromat to wash a white woman clothes, all because she never learned how to, being that she had maids growing up. But she was struck with polio and her family disowned her and left her to herself. By the way, this was the same woman who wanted no parts of her Jesus. This was true ministry to me. This was that part that you didn't get to see during a church service. This was real devotion to giving of your time, talents, and gifts. This was real compassion and love towards others. This was the part I had not seen before. Miss Carter, who didn't know one day that we would cross paths. I never knew I needed someone to teach me about my character. She was the inspiration that gave me a glimpse into what it would look like once I let go of me to become soft like him. Thank you, Mrs. Carter. After my time with Miss Carter came to a close, the Lord introduced me to Apostle Alicia Faust Lindsay. She came upon my Facebook page as my sister-in-law was connected to her. I watched Apostle for maybe a year and a half before we ever made contact. It was August 28, 2017, when I sent her an inbox message to inform her that I was led to ask her for a prayer shawl. I had no idea why I would even need one. I never would ask for such a thing, but the Lord knew. 
She responded that she was going on vacation to where I am originally from. She asked if I and my husband could meet her there. Say what? She never asked me to call her, to know more information about me, or even said, let me pray about it. I couldn't believe it. Now I understand divine relationships are those that God himself put together. And when that happens, questions are not asked. You just do it. We met the very next day on August 29, 2017, as we both drove three hours to meet each other at Godfather's Pizza. What a coincidence. My husband, Chris, took off from work because there was no way he was going to miss this moment. We sat from 2.30 to 5.30 p.m. talking by sharing our testimonies. In my journal, I wrote, I saw a woman who has gone through so much that created this rawness, authentic, and loyal to God person that didn't care that she didn't know us personally, but was willing to meet two strangers alone. She is exactly who she says she is. Not only did she take her time and speak about everything from beginning to end, she also just listened. She heard us loud and clear. She hates what we hate and loves what we love, but she spoke with wisdom. She told us private things about her life that she didn't have to, but was very open. Some things I knew, but a lot of it I didn't know. The things besides her coming that blew my mind were, number one, she said, if you need anything or help with anything, just let me know. Some people charge for them to cover you, but I don't. What? She knew exactly what we needed. Number two, she said, you asked me for a prayer shawl. And I said, well, I will have to order her one. But God said, give her yours. It was in the trunk of her car with a napkin cloth for Chris and I. She prayed over those cloths and handed it to us. It still had her scent of perfume on it. Number three, she also confirmed that I am a prophet and that God was about to take me to another level of intercession. She said to me, you are a prophet, so stop acting like you're not. Not in those exact words, but to that nature. Number four, she said that we are the 11th hour workers, quoting Matthew chapter 20, verses six through seven. Number five, she called me a Nathan for pastors. As we left that restaurant that day, I left with knowing that this was an encounter that I could not describe. She checked on us to see if we made it home safely and went back to enjoying her vacation. That night, I put the prayer shawl on and my eyes began to burn. My eyes never burn unless I am in the shower where there is a lot of steam, but there was no steam or shower. I prayed in it that very night and have been for the past three and a half years now. It was this woman of inspiration that wrote to me on a Facebook post on February 18, 2018, when I asked the question in the comment section in 5 a.m. prayer, what do you want from me, Lord? She replied to that question and said, I just heard the Lord say, gather the harvest. You're not writing for naught. It's time to teach and train. Three years later, I'm writing my first book, this book. For the past four years, I have been gathering journals to write about what my journey with God was like from day to day, just for myself. I never thought even after that post that I would actually be here telling anyone about what I learned. Apostle Alicia showed me things about ministry that my first person of inspiration couldn't. Apostle allowed me to witness her life as a shepherd of God's sheep. She allowed me to look through her testimonies of moments of giving up 
not being received or liked by many that she may have even admired. She was the shepherd that knew how to find her sheep if they got lost and let the goats go that wanted to blend in from time to time. Her love for others is what scares me the most. It is a love that says it's okay if you don't love me back. It's okay if you do me wrong. It's okay if you lie on me, cheat on me, or even slander my name. Her love was and is the love that makes you not look up the definition, but observe it. You see it in her giving, her teaching, her compassion for what she calls the underdogs that nobody wants, but she is happy to take in. It is the love that is given freely to whomever will receive it. It is her love for God that will not allow her to compromise her grace and mercy that she receives every day. Apostle saw that girl in that white suit and said, come. She is where I really began to remove the garments of that white suit. I started to shed the layers of who I thought I was supposed to be until I got to the very last piece. I became naked, stripped of the lies that were spoken over my life, the rage within, the world's perception of me, the familiar faces that I allowed to judge me, and of everything that did not look like my God. Thank you, Apostle Alicia. Although I have had great inspirations through the people God divinely connected me to, there was still work that I had to do on my own. Even that came with instructions that I once heard from people who only gave me a word to remember. It was one that always said, God will never come between you and your will. There was another that said, deal with the spirit of the person, not the person. It was another one that said, keep the main thing, the main thing, speaking of God. It was Apostle Alicia that said, ain't nobody God but God. I didn't walk out of every church service remembering every word or reading the scriptures and remembering every passage. It was those things that were repeatedly said so much that they were the words that stuck because I would hear them in my ears at times of trying to figure out what to do next or how to handle a situation and still please God. I can't forget Dr. Sharon Nesbitt who doesn't even know that she taught me how to pray. This was after I had my prayer shawl. She gave instructions through Facebook Live on spending three hours with God. She instructed to start at 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. with one hour of prayer, one hour of reading, and one hour of worship. You could do it in either order, but do it even if you get tired of reading, then start praying or worshiping. And if you get tired of praying, then read. I started out this way and it took me into a place in God that I will never forget. I had the pleasure of meeting her while living in Texas at a hotel conference room on January 5th, 2019. We took a picture and I never saw her again and never got to tell her thank you for teaching me how to spend time with God. Thank you, Dr. Nesbitt. People come into your life to teach you at a time that you can receive from them. No one person has all of the answers or the experiences of life that they alone can pour out to you. Learn from those who God so graciously placed in your life, even if it is for the moment. I have had more to teach me what not to do than teaching me the right thing to do. You learn from everyone every day. You take what speaks to your truth and you leave what doesn't. And if there is something you don't understand, ask questions. Many will want and try to be in your life to only try to teach you to be them. Those are the ones you run away from as fast as you can. God only ever intends for there to be one of you. Be inspired, not duplicated.